Welcome, welcome, welcome to After the Bell. I am still Corey Graves. And forget the nice, clever intro, KP. I apologize. I am in no mood today. I have had a morning from hell. And yes, we may be WWE superstars, globally known talents, but we're still human beings and we're still beholden to the same crap and garbage technology that everybody (laughs) else on the planet is. I am gravy at my saltiest this morning, so I'm apologizing in advance. It has been quite a morning. You say I am still Corey Graves. No, you're gravier than ever today, man. You are far too young to be this angry you know that i am i am beyond salty my my ire has been raised i woke up too early i took my car to get repaired my my challenger is back in the shop a process that began a year ago it took that long to get in this is this is this is where my day actually began kevin i woke up too early i set an alarm which i normally don't have to do because i wake up naturally pretty early i woke up took my car to the shop I made this appointment eight months ago. That's what COVID has done to the world and, and the, the the entire backlog of car repair. I have been waiting eight months to get a scratch on my car taken care of. Finally, I dropped the car off. I took an Uber back to my house. I went to the coffee shop at the corner, bought some new coffee, had it freshly ground, brought it home, made it. I was ready. I was on top of the world. I was excited to chat about NXT about Friday Night Smackdown, about Monday Night Raw, about Money in the Bank. I was genuinely feeling good, KP. And right as I sat down to try to log into my computer to join you in this beautiful recording studio, my Wi-Fi went out. Not just my Wi-Fi, not Graves' Wi-Fi, the entire neighborhood. And as I realized, wow, my Wi-Fi is not working. I receive a text from an unnamed Wi-Fi company that I pay a great deal of money for, for the quote-unquote Ferrari of internet. That only works when they decide they don't want to work on it. I get a text message saying there may be outages in your area today. We're working on it. What am I supposed to do? I'm beholden to the, to the Wi-Fi company. I try to get on my laptop. WWE's technological department, the engineering department reset my damn laptop. All my passwords are gone. I call my email company. I have to call my email company. Do you know how ridiculous that is? In a world in 2023 where you can have anything you want at the click of a button, I ordered grilling mats for my smoker this morning while I walked to the coffee shop. You can do anything until you actually need help. I'm on the phone with my my email company, and they keep me on the phone for 20 minutes, and they say, okay, do this. Did you try that? Did you try that? Yes, I've tried this. Yes, I've done the song and dance. And then she says, well, we can help you, but we need you to subscribe to the Advanced Plus premium package, which is now going to cost me like $15 a month so that they can let me back into my email. First world problems. I know KP, I'm sorry. I'm all fired up. I needed to vent a little catharsis, but I'm just warning you. What do you want me to do? You think I'm bad? You think I'm salty on Monday? Get ready. You want me to send you a puppy or something? Cupcakes? I would love a puppy. I would love a puppy, KP. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello 
help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com, Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. No, we're talking about puppies and things that piss gravy off. How about this? I have an elderberry tree in my backyard. You know what an elderberry tree is? Sure. Yeah. I don't. I I know it drops berries all summer long, all through my backyard. They're good for you. I'm like the only person in the city of Pittsburgh who has a backyard. It's kind of nice. I've got this little lovely fenced in, very, very quaint, quiet paradise unto myself. You're coming around now. You're starting to focus on the positives. I like it. It's littered with elderberries or perhaps mulberries, some sort of purple berry. Do you know what else I have, KP? I have a little white Pomeranian. And do you know what happens when the little white Pomeranian, known to the world by the name of Pancake, goes out into the backyard, wants to play by himself? We let him outside to do his business. The dog rolls around in the GD mulberries. So my white Pomeranian, every day, Kevin, every day for the last three weeks, has come prancing back into the kitchen, covered in purple. He looks like somebody tie-dyed the damn dog. He's purple. So every day I have to bathe him again. And oh, by the way. Oh, man. I'm done. All right. I'm sorry. I think think I've let Let off enough steam. Do you know what, Gravy? If you're this bad now, can you imagine what you're going to be like when you have a newborn baby? And you're not sleeping? Oh, thanks, KP. Thank you. Let's just, yeah, yeah. Let's let's look forward to that. It's going to be great, Craig. I am excited about that. But you know what's going to suck? When I all of a sudden have a a newborn in one arm and a purple dog in the other, and I have to decide what to do. Maybe I'll bathe them together. Maybe I'll kill two birds with one stone. Here, Pancake. Here, baby. Get in the bath together. Who came up with the name Pancake? I think my wife. Pancake? Like any any story there? It's a great, he's a great dog. He's the bane of my existence and the apple of my eye simultaneously. But none more so than when he comes trotting back in grinning ear to ear, his tongue hanging out of his head, happy as can be. And I go, oh, great, cool. I'm going to have to take a second shower today. Because that's what we do. You got to take the dog into the shower. Do you take him in the shower? I took him in the shower with me, yes. He's this big, Kevin. He's four pounds. I got in the shower, stand under the water, and the water just runs purple. Oh, man. So it looks like a bloody mess. It's not bloody. It looks like I'm in a shower with a dog and an overabundance of jelly or jam. Oh, yeah, this is clever. Yeah, it's all fun and games when Gravy's having a bad day. Look at you grinning from ear to ear. Just just let it go here. Go on, let it go. Go on, anything else in your mind? This is going to be the worst episode of After the Bell of all time. What else is grinding your gears right now? Did you put too much coconut milk in your coffee this morning? I got coffee. My coffee's not even cold anymore, KP. You know why? Uh, Because I was on the phone with the email woman for 20-something minutes before she tried to hit me up for money. Did you pay it? No. I said, I'll do, I'll show you, I'll show you evil corporation. I'll wait 24 <laughs> hours until I get back into my email. Cause I'm locked out because I'm not giving them another damn red cent. I feel sorry for our very special guest today. A man, have we got a special guest today? Who, I don't even know who our guest is, Kevin. I, this, that's the type of day I've had. I know the email is in my, my, in, 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 I can't even speak right now. I feel like Kevin Owens right now. I'm ready to make a rash decision. I'm ready to defend a title I don't even have. You're very like Kevin Owens today. You're hot-headed, man. Short fuse. I'm glad you're letting it go, though. I could be a therapist for you. I could just keep asking you questions. I pay a therapist, too, KP. I mean, I'll save myself a couple more bucks. Let's just turn Wednesdays into After the Bell. Gravy therapy sessions. 
what happened to you at a young age that has inspired you and turned you into the monster we know today? Please continue. No, I'm done. I'm good. Done? I think. Our special guest today, Gravy, is a distraction for us on the commentary desk. One of the most popular superstars on social media today, Maxine Dupree, getting set to join us here, who's been waiting patiently, by the way. Fair play to Maxine as Gravy figures out the internet. Maxine has been more than gracious and ready to rock and roll with us here in a few minutes' time. Do you want to dive into anything else? You know, there's been something on my mind of late, and I wanted to ask you this question off the top of my head. I'm reading an article in the Irish Times about Seamus talking about Croke Park. Croke Park is a legendary venue in Ireland, steeped in, in, in rich history, um, going back to, you know, the, the, the differences between Ireland and England and why Gaelic Games was set up in the first place as we weren't allowed to play soccer. Croke Park is an amazing venue. Seamus is desperate to get a WWE premium live event to Dublin. Is there anywhere in the world that you would like to go to? Is there anywhere that stands out beyond the shores of the United States of America where you've said, I'd love to go there and, and put on a massive show like we saw in Puerto Rico? I would love to do a massive show like we did in Puerto Rico anywhere on the planet Earth except Croke Park. That's where I'm at right now. I don't oh, even think it's a real place, KP. I think you just made it up. I don't think Seamus has ever even been there. He might not even be Irish. Seamus is the most Irish-looking fella you could ever find on the planet, let's be honest. That's all right. Nothing a little manic panic can't fix in your hair. You can <laughs> make your color whatever you want. And you know what? Here's what really threw me off, KP. I've been obsessed with succession, as most of the nation has for the past several years. I only recently found out that Shiv Roy isn't even American. She's Australian. No way. So maybe, yeah. You would have never wow. known, right? She's a fantastic actor. So now I'm very suspect of everybody. I don't even know if you're Irish, KP. Is that what you thought about Shiv? Because I talked about Seamus looking Irish. I mean, she's the most Irish looking actor I've ever seen in my life. She's Australian. Okay. She played an American. You might be Puerto Rican for all I know. I don't trust anybody. <laughs> Not even Pancake. You don't even trust pancake. I'm a, especially not pancake. I'm, I'm off the rails today, KP. But you did say the magic words and you did mitigate my ire momentarily. I'm going to do my best to regain my composure and maintain my professionalism. Maxine Dupree's on the show. Yeah, it's exciting. That's great news. It's exciting. That is very, very good news, KP. I appreciate that. Fresh off one of the best arm drags we've ever seen in WWE. Would you agree? Steamboat-esque. Yes. I don't know why people don't do that more often. Why doesn't anybody just specialize in one maneuver? Everybody has a finishing maneuver, but like, I want to have the best side headlock in the game. Do it to me on Monday. At, oh, that's, I, I mean, I piss you off enough on air. Do it to me on Monday. Just stick me in a headlock. That would be, that would be very difficult to maintain a headlock on you while we are simultaneously calling the action in the ring. Listen, what's the worst thing that could happen, Gravy? Lawsuits. What's the worst thing that can happen? You could probably sue my ass. I wouldn't do that to you. Oh, I appreciate it. I'm that. Irish. We don't sue over in Ireland. That's an American thing. Let's just put me in a headlock. See how it goes. Well, and to answer your question, because I've had some thoughts happening as I was venting even further, I would love to have a premium live event anywhere in Spain. Spain, to me, is the most beautiful nation in the world. I've had done a few tours there in my life prior to WWE. Uh, and Palma de Mallorca, those beaches, the pe everybody in Spain's beautiful. I, I they, they like football. And what I'm learning is the football fandom uh, translates very well to the WWE fans. Also, Ted Lasso's over. Look at this. I can't stay on one positive plane, KP. Everything's driving me nuts. Well, the thing about Spain is, right, like you go south, you go down to Malaga. It's totally different to San yeah, Sebastian. 
And I would love that. I'm totally with you on Spain, right? You could easily go to Madrid. Madrid's a big city. It's a beautiful city, but I want to go somewhere else. And I'm a massive Anthony Bourdain fan. Rest in peace, buddy. Like incredible, incredible talent and human being. And when he went to San Sebastian, that was one of my favorite shows uh, that he's ever produced. So bring us there, bring us to the beaches of San Sebastian up north to Basque country and put on a show over there. I'm totally with you on that one. That'd be fun. And that got me thinking as well about something else today. I was talking about Leo Messi earlier on and and coming to the United States. It's a huge, big deal. And I was speaking about over in Spain, the culture of the entrances, right? And it got me thinking about WWE. The players walk out to, whether it's the Santiago Bernabeu or the Camp Nou in Barcelona, they're like gladiators gravy. And I had the opportunity, you know, several times to host El Clasico for the United States, the meeting of Barcelona and Real Madrid, the Spanish nationalists versus the ones that want to break away from Catalonia. And when those players enter the field to a Placido Domingo, the opera, It is spine tingling. There's something about it. And I think we need to see a WWE entrance to that sort of feel, to the opera. And and myself and Alex Metz, our producer, we're talking about Imperium. And their entrance is the type of entrance that I just want to say nothing. I want to take it all in and enjoy it. And I don't know, there's something to it. I can imagine a Charlotte Flair coming out to the opera and the fans all getting involved as well. Am I onto something here or no? I mean, I I don't disagree with you. I definitely think there's some sort of magic in the operatic uh, sounds of, uh, of making an entrance to something to feel big and spectacular. But I would also answer with, uh, listen to Roman Reigns music. Roman has that almost, what is that? uh, Oh, Fortuna. Is that the name of the song? I'm I'm not very well versed in the classical music realm, Uh, but that song, the ha, 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 ha. Uh, uh, you know, that one, that song, it's like in every awesome moment of every movie ever. Uh, there's a little, little hint of that in Romans. There's a, a little opera to it amidst the banging guitars. And oh, by the way, Roman Reigns entrance music, succession entrance theme. Very oh, similar. See, you're we're welcome. Full circle now. Yeah, look at that. See, you just had to give me a little, little room, little, little time to vent, a little, little runway space and I'm off and flying ready to take flights, ready to have a great interview with Maxine Dupree of the alpha Academy. And uh, there's a lot to talk about, man. I watched NXT last night, Baron Corbin, Ilya Dragunov was awesome. A lot of superstars making waves. Seth freaking Rollins about to make an appearance in Orlando for NXT this coming Tuesday. That of course, assuming Rollins is able to retain his world heavyweight championship on Monday where he has once again issued an open challenge. So, yeah, I agree with Rollins' self-assessment that perhaps he's lost his mind because he has this killer match with Damian Priest. This week he shows back up. You hear from Rollins. He talks his talk. Finn Balor is waiting in the wings at Money in the Bank. And if that's not a big enough task, uh, well, in between, I'm going to go to NXT and defend my title against Braun Breaker, who is... I think unanimously agreed upon as one of the next megastars in WWE. What better way to launch Braun Breaker into the stratosphere than him knocking off Seth freaking Rollins, which could happen. But just in case that wasn't enough work, Seth's like, yeah, you know what? I'm just going to fight anybody on Monday. Just show up. I'll show up on Monday. I'll put the most coveted title on Monday Night Raw on the line. And, uh, and if I manage to win, I'll just go do the same thing again tomorrow. Dude, we could have a Logan Paul. Seth Rollins. Logan Paul is due to be back on Monday Night Raw next Monday. He's from close to Cleveland. Bit of a homecoming for him. Looking forward to having that megastar back on the show. I just wonder who's going to step up to Rollins. No, no, I'm going to stop you before you go any further. I mean, think back to the magic that was created at WrestleMania this year when Rollins and Logan Paul went one-on-one. What if Logan Paul is the one to accept the open challenge? I mean, Logan Paul doesn't do anything uh, 
in a in, in a small way. Everything about Logan Paul is grandiose. It's big. It's it's for the social media world. It's global. What if Logan Paul accepts the challenge? I, I, I dig it. I think that's a really cool idea. That that's an interesting possibility. You know who I have a say though. Maxine Dupree, because I'm sure Maxine Dupree will be encouraging Otis to step up to the challenge. Otis, as world heavyweight champion, can you imagine what Maxine could do for him? Could you imagine the magnetism of Otis with the world heavyweight championship draped across his shoulder? Or perhaps we'd give him two. Maybe we should just double it up and make it a double title for Otis. A man of that size. Stranger things have happened, man. Stranger things have happened. But you know what? Let's not waste any more time with Graves and his grumpiness or speculating about what could be. Let's talk about what is, KP. Let's talk about somebody who began their journey in NXT and has continued to advance her education now as a member of the Alpha Academy. Please welcome Maxine Dupree. Maxine, welcome to After the Bell. I would like to start this conversation by apologizing. I am severely <laughs> underdressed. I have had a morning I know. from hell. I, I, I really feel less than right now. So I'm just getting the apologies out of the way now, but I will do my best to maintain my composure and have an enjoyable conversation for everybody. Hey, you know, Amazing. Maxine could have easily said, no, Corey, you look great. But she said, I know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, look, no, I, we got to dress it up. <laughs> yeah. There's, look, there, there's, there's no excuse. I mean, there is, I've got, had a litany of excuses this morning, but amongst my madness, I was like, oh, well, this t shirt is clean. So it's acceptable. I'm sorry. It's I, going. I, I've, I'm, I'm slipping, guys. It's I'm all slipping. Right. I'm, I'm really, I'm falling apart at the seams, but we're not here to talk about me and my issues. I pay somebody a lot of money to listen to those issues. We're here to talk about Maxine Dupree, all things Alpha Academy. Thank you again for joining us. Let's start at the beginning. You're a superstar who's arrived on WWE programming, uh, but not a lot has been explained or talked about where you came from and what you did in your journey to becoming a WWE superstar. So, So take us on a journey down memory lane. How did this all come to be and how did you arrive in the wild world of sports entertainment? So I grew up a competitive dancer. I actually had a similar journey to Carmela going into NFL and NBA. Um, but I we was have to always gloss over that, by the way, that's cool stuff. Yeah. I think a lot of, yeah. I, I, and Carmela is actually the one that explained all this to me, but you, you have a, a, a past as a professional dancer. Uh, you worked with the, the sons, correct? I did the sons and then the Rams. Nice. Oh, okay, cool. So talk to me a little bit about that. I know some of what goes into being a, a, on-field performer For or sure. on court. Um, but I, it wasn't until I discussed with my wife the amount of work and effort that yeah. goes into just that, just for a, a few minutes on the floor, you know. Yeah, it's crazy because I grew up competing in dance and dance is like one of the most expensive sports. Like my solo costumes were the same price that people are paying for gear. And I'm like in high school and your parents are paying for like, it's an expensive, it's an expensive thing to really do competitively. And then you turn 18 and you can either go to college and do a dance team that you're paying to be on, or you can dance professionally. So I decided to move to Los Angeles, dance professionally and kind of just found myself. I love structure and there's really no structure. And I had a hard time with that at a young age. So I, I was kind of introduced starting with arena football and I did an arena football team. And really I just thrived having like practice time, having games, doing photo shoots. Like I really enjoyed that. So then I went on to do the Los Angeles Rams for two years and it was an amazing experience. Like it's such a special job that no one can really relate to unless you've done it. 
And I guess the only downfall to it is that you're part-time, so you have no benefits and you're getting paid hourly. So you're not, you're making, you're getting paid for every single thing you do. Don't get me wrong, but you're, you have to have a second job. So after two years of that, I was like, I want to do MBA while I'm still in a place where I have the time to invest in that. So I went and danced for the Phoenix Suns, which was so cool. And I met some of my best friends there and living in Arizona was such a fun change of pace from Los Angeles. Um, but then I was like, I need to start making some money so I can financially support myself. So it was just kind of for me got to a point where I was like, I'm enjoying this, but I'm no longer enjoying it for what I'm getting from it. The other thing that's different about doing that is you only are allowed to use your first name. So I was Suns Dancer Sydney. It's not promoting you. You're just a part of the team, which totally fair. That's great. But it's harder to use it to get to something else, you know? And I love Total Divas. I was obsessed with Total Divas. Um, my grandpa's a huge fan. He's been a fan. Like, he used to take my dad to WWE shows. He watches every week. So I'm officially the favorite grandchild, which is pretty exciting. And uh, my boyfriend is a huge WWE fan. So through COVID, that was really all that was on in our house. And like, if he was playing video games, it was always 2K. And I was just like, wait, this is this is Total Divas. Like, let's let's bring it back. So it was during COVID that I actually started submitting for a tryout. I submitted multiple times, which I actually don't know if that submission is why I got a tryout. Cause I ended up asking my modeling agency. I emailed her on like, I think it was like father's day when I was with my grandpa and my dad talking about it. And I was like, random life goal. I really want to be in the WWE. Do you know anyone? And then two weeks later I got a tryout and it was in Vegas at SummerSlam and the rest is history. That's, that's wild. You just inspired several questions to run through my, through my mind as you were yeah. talking about your journey. The first being, what sort of jobs did you have to hold down while you were chasing this dream? I know all of us have interesting, yeah. you know, side careers. Did you have anything that stands out to you that you look back on that might surprise some people? I've worked literally everywhere. I'm kind of a, I'm a workaholic. I like to be independent. I've just always liked that since I was little. I've worked at Lululemon. I've worked at SoulCycle. I've worked at Orange Theory. I've worked as a cart girl at a golf course. I've, I've worked everywhere. And then when I was living in LA on the Rams, I started my own business. However, if you've started a business, it's not like the first year you're like, Whoa, I'm in the clear. It's like, it's a lot of hustle and you're spending a lot of money to make money. So I was still working that entire time. And then in Arizona during right after COVID, I ended up opening a storefront. So that gave me a little bit more stability. And, um, yeah, it was, it was cool. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things but at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side-by-side. Side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was 
a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there, just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier, thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. And what was it about Total Divas that inspired you? Because we hear a lot, I obviously am partial to Carmela's role in the show. Uh, of course. But, but she talks about how it was so important. And the company has admitted how important that show was to attracting a female audience. Mm-hmm. Because it is a very different look from what we generally portray on Raw or SmackDown. What was it about Total Divas that really drew you to it? I mean, I'll never stop talking about this because I think it's so important that they all get their credit because I'm telling you, even now, my friends that like love and support me and are excited for me, but I've never seen WWE, the only correlation they have is like Total Divas, is that show on TV about the girls of the company. That is truly so many women of my generation's only correlation to the company. So I think it's so cool that it did that and like really went mainstream and was playing on the same channel that Keeping Up with the Kardashians was playing on. Like it's, it wasn't just like this like little, show they did like it was so major so i think that's so cool and for me i'm very competitive i love the athleticism but i love like coming from dance i i've been wearing a full face of makeup since i was like 12 on stage you know <laughs> i love the makeup i love the rhinestones and for me like watching people like carmela where i'm then getting to hear about her background and i'm like wait i can like this is something that i can really really relate to and something i can see myself doing so i just i think it was such a special show and i love that it brought so many new eyes to wwe with that being what drew you to WWE, once you finally walked in the doors of the WWE Performance Center, yeah, what sort of culture shock was that? You know, it definitely, I'm not going to lie, it's definitely a culture shock because you're coming into a business where every single person has a different background. Every person has main character energy because that's why they're there. Everyone wants to be a star, which is amazing. That's why this company is so, so successful. But it's also it's a lot of different personalities and people at different levels. And so I think for me, it was definitely a culture shock, but it also is so exciting. Like I haven't learned something new. I've been dancing since I was three. This is the first time that I've done a completely new thing in my life where I'm starting from zero. And obviously it's challenging, but it's like inspiring. It's new. It's fresh. Like how can you not want to just keep getting better and keep doing it? Especially when you've come from something that you were really good at. So you have that feeling of confidence in something. And it, like when you step into the PC, it's like, okay, I need to get that confidence in this field. Isn't it refreshing though, when you speak to other people around WWE and you, you realize their background, their story. And yes. it is so incredibly diverse. Think of someone like The Miz and the success that yeah. he has had throughout his career and the avenue in which he took. I was speaking with Chelsea Green the other day about her career. And, and likewise with you, there's something refreshing, isn't there? When you, when you realize that if you have a little bit of that imposter syndrome, that's totally normal. Yeah. Gotta fake it till you make it, you know? And I think just like not having an ego, not being too prideful and just, you know, being able to just be a sponge in there and really just be willing to learn. And I guess I just like, if you're kind to everyone and you, you know, stay in your lane and you work hard, then it's an incredible experience. I think that's the secret sauce gravy, right? Maxine's just nailed it. Who who have you leaned on, Maxine? Who have you leaned on for advice? You mentioned Carmella and some of the other female superstars that you've looked up to. 
Yeah. I mean, honestly, so I feel very blessed. I feel like I've gotten so many little snippets of just gold from different people. I mean, I travel with Chelsea every week and she's really been in this business for so long. So it's really special for me to really look at her as like a big sister and be like, wait, am I doing this right? Is that right? How, how should I feel about this? What do you think? And kind of get that feedback. But even the Miz has been so kind and has offered me a lot of really great advice. Um, I mean, literally everyone like Dana Brooke is so great to me and Becky Lynch. I've gotten like a little insight into her and she's so talented and so inspiring. And I just feel like even the people I'm working with, even Chad and Otis, it's like, I just get to learn from all of them. And everyone's been so generous with their knowledge. You made a, a relatively quick jump from your time in NXT. You didn't spend a whole lot of time there yeah. before you arrived on the main roster. Uh, what was that adjustment period like heading from NXT to becoming part of the maximum male models as we knew at the time? Yeah, it was crazy. I, I did. I had this weird feeling. I don't know why. So this group, I'm like, I think it could be me, but there's also no way because I'm not ready. And I just got here and there's 12 million other girls that could do this and be incredible at it and have been here way longer than me. So when I got it, I just, um, I really had to get into this headspace of like, okay, I just have to have confidence and I have to just know that I can do this and that whatever happens, my body is going to get the words out and I'm going to get it done. And I'm just going to get better by next week. Even if this week is, you know, you can read the nerves and next week I'll do better. And I think that's really just been my, my saving grace mentally is I just keep telling myself, like, I just need to get 1% better every single week. And I think like when I go back and watch the first little promo that we did, I'm like, Oh, it's so, Oh, it's so cringy. <laughs> like my voice, I sound so nervous. I'm blinking so much. It's so great though. There's an old adage in this business, particularly as pertains to this company. If you're ever asked if you can do something, say yes. You say yes. And then you figure it out along the way. And it sounds like yes. you really took that sort, same approach and it's, it's worked yeah. out really well. I, I want to take it back to, I believe the first time I met you, or at least that we had a conversation yeah. was in Nashville. We were backstage, mm -hmm. I think at SummerSlam and you, Masse and Mansois were oh, shooting so a funny. water commercial. So yes. funny. Were yes. you there, KP? Were you yeah, in the room? I was there with you in the room. We couldn't stop laughing. It was one of the funniest things I've ever witnessed <laughs> in my career. And, and what what the, the world got to see, of course, was the finished product, which in and of itself was absurd and ridiculous. Yes. <laughs> but watching the, the crew of you have fun behind the camera and just how absurd things got. Yeah. I, I still I still think back at it and I laugh. How did that help you sort of acclimate to WWE being part of that crew? Oh, so much. And to your point, Mosse and Mansois can dive into a character like there's no tomorrow. Like they just absorb it. They have like no pride or embarrassment of like, oh, is that too much? Like they just go for it. And I think originally being placed with them was so important for me because it taught me like, nope, don't play it safe. This is not the time to play it safe. You got to just go for it and dive in and... If someone needs less from you, they'll tell you. And until then, just like keep, keep going. So I think it was really, really special to get to really learn that from day one. And the thing with SummerSlam, like now I look back on that and I'm like, that's so crazy. Cause I had just gotten called up and I, I didn't even realize then that not everyone travels unless you're on that pay-per-view. So to even get to be there and like be in the locker room. And I was like, Whoa, like a little bit of an imposter syndrome, but I'm like, this is crazy that I'm getting to experience this so early on. I just hope for everybody's sake. And when I say everybody, I mean the WWE universe as a whole. I hope the behind the scenes footage sees the light of day somehow, because as entertaining yes. as the commercial actually was, the making of 
was one of the funniest damn things I've ever seen in a wrestling locker room for any reason. Do you remember Marseille? I mean, pouring water all over himself. And then he had to dry himself up. You guys did about 10 or 12 takes. Right. Yeah. The poor fella's trying to dry himself off every time to go again. They're like, we just need it one more time. If you could actually it's pour incredible. more water next time, that'd be better. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then it would be like, wait, the logo's twisted. Go again. Or it was yeah. crazy. So, so you dump those guys. You dump them. You get rid of them. Marseille. I do what's best for business. And is OT's best for business? Um, yes. I see OT's. I see dollar signs. Please elaborate. What do you see in Otis? <laughs> I mean, he's a star. How, I mean, look at him. Seriously, look at him. When he does the worm, when he gyrates, it's crazy. I agree. Totally agree. Gravy's cringing on commentary. I'm like, please, Otis, do it <laughs> Oh, again. it's incredible. It is incredible. I, I buy into Otis. Otis, not so much. No, but we're the here way for Otis. Maxine presents Otis as a work of art, a true anomaly in this business. Yeah. I've got all day for Otis KP. So, I mean, listen, exactly. I, I, I can change my mind. I'm entitled to that, right? Yes, agreed. It got loud in the arena when Dominic Mysterio was there. But I think the biggest pop of the night was the arm drag of the century from Maxine Dupree. Flattening Thank you. Valhalla. Talk us through that moment because we haven't really seen that from you so far in WWE. What went into that? I think people underestimate me. You know, I'm like, I... I can do what I need to do and I can get things done. And like I said earlier, I'm a sponge. So if Gable gives me a critique or tells me something, I'm going to absorb that. I'm going to apply it. No questions asked. And I learned my lesson. Okay. I'm done running off in my little heels. It's not good for the toes when you're sprinting in heels. So from now on, I'm going to fight her. See KP, she's standing her ground. She's not backing down anymore. Where did the, the inspiration for your uh, attire come from? Because it was the, the first time I've ever seen a singlet. Yes. Of that nature. Uh, I, objectively speaking, I thought you pulled it off very well in a very professional manner. Thank you. See, I have to do that, KP, because otherwise I get my ass kicked. <laughs> <laughs> how, how did that come about as someone who's obviously into fashion? And how did you sort of put your own spin on that? Yeah, I love to push the envelope. I love to not play it safe, especially with fashion. And it was funny, actually, right before I walked through Gorilla, Rhonda said to me, she's like, finally, someone's making a singlet sexy. And I'm like, yes, that is... <laughs> That is what we're doing in 2023. I am claiming whatever I want it to be and I'm making it sexy. So it was just one of those things where I'm inspired by Alpha Academy. I'm with them every week. I'm spending all this time with them. And I'm like, why would I not want to be cohesive with them? You know? So I uh, made it last week and... Well, you made it. It it did. You made it. So yeah, I'm a big DIY girl. So I, I take their merch shirts home and I dice them up and... And then I got the got the singlet and paired it with my shoosh bra, and it was good to go. You make it sound so easy. It's, it's is. intimidating, isn't it? Yeah. Well, what, so tell us about yourself. Well, I'm a WWE superstar who also <laughs> happens to be a professional dancer. I own a business of my own. Oh, and I just sort of got here because I tried it. Stop winning at life yes. so much. Please, Maxine, yes. you leave some life for the rest of us. <laughs> that pretty much sums it up. There it is. There it is in a nutshell. What have what if, uh, Otis and Chad Gable meant to you and in the short time you guys have been together? To your point, Gable is a wizard, man. Gable knows this game inside and out, a United States Olympian. What sort of stuff have they taught you about being a WWE superstar? Oh, so much. I mean, first of all, I think this is giving me a really cool inside look into technical wrestling. And I think it's in the long run going to make me so dangerous in the ring. So I'm really just absorbing every single thing they teach me. And on top of that, working with them, getting to do 
promos, backstages, just getting to pick their brains on things, even just like being backstage with them. I really feel like they have a really great approach to everything they do. And I just like to take notes. Like I just feel like in this business, there's so many personalities, so many talented people. And it's like, okay, I like what that person does. I can take a note from that. I like that. I can take a note from that. So when I'm with them, I just try to absorb everything that they do and how they handle situations, how they deliver things and um, how they plan things. Like I just, I like to kind of see that and just really be observant of everything. So when my time comes, I'm ready. When this episode drops, you need to download it and keep it as a time capsule because don't ever lose this mentality. Okay, I will. I say this as somebody who has been around this business, this company, this game for way too long. And more often than not, people are excited to put in the work and to learn and improve until they reach a certain point. And then it's, well, I'm here. Oh, I'm a star. It's okay. It's funny. You, you almost did it backwards, but the fact that you have that mentality and that ethos that you want to learn how to be a good technical wrestler, like that is so refreshing, even though that may be, be the smallest part of the game. That may not be what you're, you're known for, but the fact that you have that mentality and you want to learn every facet of this business, not just those that are glitzy and glamorous. No. Yeah. Thank you. That speaks very highly to your character. That's very impressive on, on a human being level. So kudos to that. Don't lose that. I won't. But that's the entrepreneur. That's the entrepreneur in you. That's the, the winner in you, Maxine, that, that clearly your parents were both entrepreneurs too. Correct. And that, that's yes. something in terms of clawing away at any craft and making it work. Good for you. And I, I'll say this as the commentator doing the rounds, trying to chat with everybody. Like I, I love when people come forth with information and stories and fun and, and, and are totally and utterly invested in it, which you absolutely are. So I just Thank find it you. hard to believe that Maxine Dupree actually has time for Kevin Patrick. She's got all the time in the world for me. All the time in the world. Surprisingly enough, I agree with you. I was stunned. You know? Chelsea asked me to go get her a coffee. She thought I was a runner, Chelsea Green. I tried to chat with her. Well, sometimes she needs a little extra caffeine boost, you know? Yeah, yeah fair enough. Are you up for playing a little game with us? Absolutely. All right. So we're going to have a little fun here on After the Bell. It's called Maxine's Red Carpet. All right. So myself and Corey will name some WWE superstars and celebrities out there in the world. And you're going to give us, in terms of their fashion sense, a thank you or shush us. Okay. Okay. All right. Gravy, you want to kick us off? Uh, Yes, I will kick us off. And the first name on the list that I shall present... I already have my opinion made up on this. I'm curious to see if Maxine and I are on the same page. Pretty deadly. Uh, thank you. Absolutely. Uh, thank you. Yes. See, that's it. The game's over. That's all that matters, yeah. KP. We can stop now. I'm intrigued to see where this goes. You didn't You didn't actually think Maxine was going to give you a shoosh on Pretty Deadly, right? Those two no dudes way. are like fashion icons. Fair yes. point. And they push the envelope. There it is. They do. As does this guy. The world heavyweight <laughs> champion, Seth freaking Rollins. Uh, thank you. Uh, thank you. Also, I love a man in a wedged heel, and he is always rocking a platform. I'm into it. JP, you better get yourself some platforms, man. <laughs> 100%. Do you know what an espadrille is, KP? Having a Scooby-Doo. What is it? Maxine, you know what an espadrille is, right? Should I know? Oh, my God. Look at this. Look at old Gravy flashing his fashion expertise. Yeah. I actually don't. It's some sort of shoe. I've been trying to decipher oh. what an espadrille is. There's a tie that goes up the <laughs> leg, apparently. Uh, my wife had showed me a pair that she really enjoyed, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. I learned something new. Those are espadrilles, right? She goes, I'm going to look this up. They're not espadrilles. Those are not espadrilles. I'm like, they look exactly like the other shoes that you said were. I don't know. <laughs> I will be Googling this after and adding it to my must-buy list. There we go. I think I'm up, right, KP? Yes, sir. Haley Bieber. 
Oh, this is a tough one for me. I'm conflicted. Well, she's conflicted. We're going to take that as a shoosh. Yeah, if there's conflict. Okay, yeah, it's a shoosh. Okay, if it's just fashion, I like her fashion. But she's still a little too simple for me. And, you know, we got we got a lot of Haley Selena drama. I love Rare Beauty. I haven't tried any road products, so I'm, I'm torn. I'm sending this directly to TMZ. I am making <laughs> sure. I'm going to call Mojo. I'm going to make sure that this sees the d- yes. light of day. Maxine Dupree has no time for Haley Bieber's fashion. <laughs> None. Let's, let's stay along these lines then. Chelsea Green. A thank you. A thank you. Absolutely. That's my girl. And we'd be sharing outfits. So no one better insult either of our <laughs> style. <laughs> the original bro, Matt Riddle. Ooh. Okay. It has to be a shoe. Shoes. Shoes, please. Only because in ring is fine. But actually, hmm, I'm really, these are the ones I get torn on. Okay. It's a shush, I don't know if you, then. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen him at the airport, but he does rock a full set. He was in like a full mushroom printed set this week, which, you know, I like anything that pushes the envelope, but he doesn't wear that in ring. So you think we need more of, I need more after the bell, Matt Riddle in the yes. ring. I, I do. I, I could see that. I like it. What about the barefoot thing? What about the bare on a human being level? If if you you mentioned your significant other earlier, if he were to walk around life all the time barefooted, would that be something you were okay with, or you'd be like, babe, we got to put some put some covers on that? This is actually funny because uh, he we literally our floor is never clean because he'll only wear shoes inside. He won't be barefoot anywhere. Like step out of the shower, have to put slides on, which is actually very annoying because like if I'm mopping from their shoes. So this is another one where I'm torn because in general, I'd be like, no, put shoes on. But now I'm at this point where I'm like, please, for the love of God, do not put your shoes on this floor. <laughs> so I'm torn. <laughs> How about Trish Stratus? Uh, thank you. Uh, thank you. Absolutely. Oh, by the way, KP, that little tidbit I threw your way on Monday Night Raw I about know. Trish doing her 110th cover shoot. Not BS. I got valuable sources. Wow. It's doing the rounds. Trish has obviously shared it herself. Uh, just pause, KP, just for the moment. Uh, Maxine, would you be so kind in joining me with a, a, a thank you, Trish? Um, of course. She's an icon. Thank you, Trish. KP? Moving on. Grayson wow. Waller. Ooh. Ooh. Ah. Nah, shush. <laughs> it's got to be shushed. I know who this is, but I don't know anything about her fashion sense or what she's known for. Uh, Zendaya? Oh, a thank you. A thank you! Yes, okay, yeah, she's, she's the girl from Euphoria. I know that. Yes, much. she's iconic, and her, her red carpet looks are always so good. All right, let's pick up the pace here and get a rapid shoosh or a rapid thank you. All right, ready? Cody Rose. A thank you. A thank you! Charlotte Flair. A thank you. A thank you. Corey Graves. A thank you. After today. A thank you. We're now besties. Yeah, we're besties, even though I'm even in the shirt. Drastically underdressed. You know what that is, KP? That's style. It's giving street style. Oh. Like Justin Bieber would wear that outfit, you know? Totally. Can't hate yeah. it. I'm basically Justin Bieber. Yeah. I'm just nervous now if you turn it on me. You got buttons on your shirt. I mean, you're advanced as far as I'm concerned today. Yeah. I've I've got like Party on top. I'm still wearing my pajamas at the bottom. You know, that's as you yeah, weird. it's fine. Put your pants on, KP. Not wearing socks. <laughs> no socks. 
What, what about me, Maxine? Do I get a thank oh, you or a oh, shush? Oh. Yeah, yeah, you're a thank you for sure. A thank you! Get in. Delighted. That's the nicest of thing course. anyone's ever said to me. Really? Uh, That's so sad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I wow. think I know how this last one's going to go, but uh, I'm going to need an honest assessment on the Viking Raiders. A shush! Big shoot. You're, you're not into like the animal furs and leather and handmade. Um, no, 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 no. That literally, it made. I was so upset it made my headphone fall out just at the thought oh, of it. Yeah, that is, that's next level anger. No, it's so it's so bad. And speaking of being barefoot, uh, no, she's always barefoot. <laughs> I can't. So so Matt Riddle pulls it off way better than Valhalla is what you're saying. Yes, yes. Wow. What's Valhalla? What's Valhalla's beef with you anyway? What's going on there? Listen. Jealousy is an ugly disease, guys. There it is. And at least, at least Matt Riddle always has a pedicure. He does. He does. Fair point. Yep. Valhalla needs to step up her toe game. That's what I got from that. Absolutely. I'm not going to say that in public ever again. (laughs) I suffer the wrath of Eric and Ivar, but that's where we stand. Maxine, before we let you go, I don't want to put the cart before the horse, but as you look off on the horizon of your WWE career, uh, what are you looking most forward to? I'm really excited for when the time comes for me to really enter the women's division. I think it's going to be really fun and exciting to work with some of the most talented people in the world. And I'm loving what I'm doing, but I'm excited for when that day comes. Beautiful. We don't doubt you at all. Honestly, keep grinding. No matter what you've gone into in this world, you've made it a success so far. So Thank continued you. success, Maxine. Top class having you here on the show. Thank you guys for having me. This was fun. Oh, you are always welcome here. This was a blast. And we look forward to, uh, to watching you grow. And like I said, in all honesty, keep that mentality. You got the right, that's the right attitude that it takes. And, and I'm excited to see uh, what you develop into here in WWE. Thank you. Uh, Maxine, you got to get gravy a jaunty shirt. Oh, I'm going to work on that actually. For next What's the hell is a jaunty shirt? Jaunty's the business owned by Maxine Jaunty's Dupree. my clothing line, so I'm oh, going to get yeah. you a shirt. Yes. Okay, so I will absolutely proudly rock a jaunty yes. shirt. And yes. if you could maybe suggest a singlet that I could wear that is fitting for the jaunty. <laughs> yeah, mean, I'll, you know. I'll see what I, yeah. Hey, Bad Bunny. I'll get with Carmella. I'll get your measurements. There you we'll go. Bad, Bad Bunny's bending the genres. I'm, I'm following suit. There we go. Yep. <laughs> I'm apologizing in advance. Thank you, Maxine. Good luck. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) KP, I'm feeling better. How could you not be? Not 100% clear yet. Still have a little residual frustration. But what a a conversation, man. I, I genuinely have high hopes for Maxine. It goes back to what you always say, right? Those limited minutes that you get as a WWE superstar, what are you going to do with them? Maxine has taken those minutes. She's run with them. She's created more minutes for herself, more opportunity for herself, and continued success. She's a top-class human being. When Maxine herself admitted she's looking forward to mixing it up in the women's division, I can't wait to see how that works out. But while we're talking women's division, KP, we've got to mention two beautiful new championships unveiled over the last week in WWE, that being the WWE Women's Championship on Friday Night SmackDown, currently held by Asuka, and the stunning new women's world championship on Monday night raw currently in the possession of the eradicator Rhea Ripley, both beautiful pieces of art. They're stunning to look at. They will be highly coveted for the weeks and months and years to come, but to take it back to the WWE women's championship, 
Friday night on SmackDown, we saw the return of the queen, Charlotte Flair, who, much like a drop of blood in the Pacific Ocean, the great white that is, Charlotte Flair swooped in saying, hey, there's a new championship. I'm the queen. I need my crack at the title. I will never, ever complain about an opportunity to watch Charlotte do her thing, particularly against Asuka. You know how I feel about both of those women. But someone I feel is sort of left out in the cold, Bianca Belair. And Bianca intimated as much uh, in the wake of what went down on Friday Night SmackDown. Hey, Charlotte kind of jumped the line. And listen, Charlotte Flair has earned that cachet, right? She's she's won more championships than than one can count, uh, and she's only just getting started. And the Queen, we talk about often on this show, she is box office. She is a megastar. She is a quote-unquote top guy in this business. I'm not one to complain. Oh, you know, the internet gets gets their you know, panties in a bunch about, oh, well, we, we Charlotte Flair's always around when there's a championship around. Yeah, of course, because that's what Charlotte does. Yeah, that's what every great but champion Bianca does. was a dominant, dominant champion. And I was as stunned as anybody when Asuka dethroned her at Night of Champions. I would love to see Bianca and Asuka run it back. I think Bianca deserves an opportunity to win back the championship she just lost after a dominant year-plus reign. I don't disagree with Charlotte's assessment that she's the woman that deserves a crack at the title after just losing her championship to Rhea at WrestleMania. Granted, this is the first time we've seen the queen since then. Are we skipping a really important step, KP? Are we depriving the WWE universe of Bianca Belair versus Charlotte Flair, two superhuman specimens, two of the best athletes on God's green earth, two of the most talented women WWE has seen in decades? Are we depriving ourselves and the fans of this matchup? Because I've been dreaming of it. I've been salivating about it for probably over a year now. Do you want me to play Corey Graves? Sure. Let it play out. Let it play out. Let's see Don't what use happens here. My own words against me. You sound like my kids, KP. <laughs> oh man, good for a little cash if he does that to you. Honestly, <laughs> let it play out because Charlotte comes roaring back last week. 14-time women's champion. She's two away from her father and John Cena. Think about that, right? Like but it's in it's incredible. Yeah. It's it's out of this world. Charlotte Flair could take a year off and show up and step into the main event. And I'm not going to complain too hard. Again, I'm not complaining that this is how things appear to be playing out. I just sort of see Bianca's side of things. Charlotte Flair cut the line in short order. And Bianca, I think, has every right to be pissed. So maybe, hopefully, Bianca forcefully tries to prevent Charlotte from taking what Bianca believes is hers. I, I I don't know. I'm excited to see how it plays out. Adam Pearce is in a tough spot. Listen, if we're talking Friday Night SmackDown, two other major things we have to touch on ahead of tonight. One, gauntlet match. There's a gauntlet match tonight to see who's next in line to take on the undisputed tag team champions, KO and Sami Zayn. A host of brilliant tag teams on Friday Night SmackDown. Who knows? Your boy's pretty deadly. Could be next in line for an opportunity against KO and Sami. But also, wait, 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 wait. Yes, boy. Okay, continue. (laughs) Jey Uso, what happened last week, Gravy, it brought me back at least to an awful lot of what we talk about here. And that's emotion, okay? And what I saw from Jey Uso reminded me that he is an outrageously good in-ring competitor. Something that I had nearly forgotten about, given everything that's played out over the previous few months. Jey's never been a singles champion in WWE. Uh, Michael Cole reminded me of that as I'm watching. And I'm like, isn't that crazy to think that someone who's at the absolute top of his game has never been a singles champion 
beaten by Austin Theory, thanks to Pretty Deadly's involvement there uh, toward the end of that match. But tonight, Roman Reigns returns. Jay's got a decision to make. And I'm not focusing on any in-ring competition tonight when, when we talk about those guys and what could play out tonight. Jay's got a big, big decision. Does he go with his twin brother or does he go with the tribal chief and the bloodline? What do you think? We've discussed it ad nauseum here on After the Bell. And at this point, I've learned that all speculation does is fill dead air. We can speculate until we're blue in the face. We have to watch it play out. Because two weeks from tomorrow, KP, we are headed across the pond to where? London, England, baby. Sold out O2 Arena. KP, I still can't get over how much you glow when you get to say <laughs> London. You get this so is excited. the capital of Europe, bud. This is a really, really big deal. If you want to go to this uh, and you want to even be in the surroundings of the O2 Arena and all the festivities that are on over in the UK, like the Dead Man Show, you want to go see The Undertaker. This is a big deal. It's easy. You can fly around Europe, no problem. I, You know, I travel from Atlanta to New York and that'll take me longer than it would take someone to go from, you know, obviously Madrid to London or Paris to London or whatever else. This place is going to be buzzing over in the UK and, and throughout England for, for Money in the Bank. It's going to be a special show and I'm so excited to, that it's in London and that my fellow Irish folks can take that quick trip across the channel to go watch it. Well, since it is in London and hopefully uh, you've already purchased your tickets because Money in the Bank is sold out. So if you're somewhere in Germany or one of these very easy places to get to uh, and you make your journey to the O2 Arena now, without tickets, bad move. Luckily, you can watch all of the excitement on Peacock, WWE, Money in the Bank, premium live event. The card has begun to take shape. So far, we've got Rollins defending the World Heavyweight Championship against Finn Balor. Cody Rhodes, one-on-one -on -one with <laughs> dangerous Dominic Mysterio. The women's Money in the Bank match continues to take shape. The men's field is set. It is going to be big. So whatever you have planned for your holiday weekend, if you have a barbecue Bring the iPad outside, or better yet, take your hot dogs, take them back inside, sit down, park your ass on the couch, and don't miss a moment of the life-altering opportunities at stake, money in the bank. We've got a lot more to discuss as far as that goes and the life-altering opportunities that follow, and we'll do it next week. But until then, make sure you're following us at After the Bell WWE on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can find me at WWE Graves. You can find KP at Kev underscore Egan. You can find Maxine Dupree at Maxine Dupree. That's two X's. And make sure you're listening for free wherever you get your podcast. Just search for After the Bell and hit the follow button so you never miss an episode. And of course, full episodes of the greatest sports entertainment podcast on God's green earth are available every Monday on the official WWE YouTube channel. So you guys can all appreciate how lazy and underdressed I am this week. It'll never happen again. I promise it will never happen again. I promise much like I promise we'll be back next week with more wisdom, more vitriol, hopefully functional Wi-Fi and more WWE after the belt. Cupcakes are on the way. Greg. What does that even mean? This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. When I went on my last holiday to Cape Town, it was amazing. My friends were there, the weather was phenomenal, and most importantly, the food was fantastic. But one thing I struggled with was finding the right places to stay. You know, all I want is a great bed, a fantastic shower, and breakfast that doesn't end at 8 a.m. I'm on holiday, I'm still sleeping. 
I also like ease. And the Hotels.com app easily helps me to find a perfect hotel for every trip. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly getaway or a relaxing spa weekend, on the Hotels.com app, you can compare up to five hotels side by side. Now, why would you want to do that? So you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings. And best of all, you don't have to switch back and forth between options. See? Ease. So, start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today.